Do you like retro games? Check out the Nerd Cave Retro Podcast, hosted by Jason Robbins and Derek Diamond, where every week they review old games and cover the latest retro gaming news. Go to nerdcaveretro.com to join the Discord community. If you like the Open Micers Podcast but think I'm too handsome, check out the Jester's Court Podcast, hosted by my fat twin, Mr. Mike Evelyn, found wherever podcasts are given away for free. Do you believe in ghosts, UFOs, astral projections, mental telepathy, ESP, clairvoyance, spirit photography, telekinetic movement, full trance mediums, the Loch Ness Monster, and the theory of Atlantis? We are ready to believe you. Join our spirited hosts, Carlos and Wally, as they investigate real ghost videos, discuss guest experiences, and research the real-life origins of some of our favorite horror movies with a dash of Ghostbusters news thrown in from the home office. So, if you believe, you don't, or somewhere in between, join us as we try to unravel the mysteries of the paranormal on Ready to Believe You, wherever podcasts are available. We also want to shout out our other patrons, Mr. Derek Diamond and old Rob himself, Robbie (laughs) Hennig. Just drop that ass, bitch, it's open micers in the house. Pop that pussy with that open micers logo in your mouth. Jason with his bald ass head, Jacob looking in bed. It's open micers, bitch, heard what I said. Drop that ass, drop that ass, open micers in the house. Drop that ass, pop that pussy, open micers in the house. Open micers in the house, open micers in the mouse. Drop that ass, pop that pussy, open micers in the house. The mic is now open. That's right. The mic is now open. My name is Jason Robbins. I'm Jacob Craig. I am the incest portion of this uh, <laughs> podcast, as you've heard from our theme song. You heard it on the internet, so it must be true. Um, guys, we are back again with another fantastic guest for the podcast. The first time we have been graced by a female comedian on this podcast in too long of a time, Jason Robbins. <laughs> it's been too long. Too- too long buddy and we have a guest that you know from lady to lady you know her from her show picture this and you know her from her vast amount of festival appearances and some of the best festivals in the entire country including the new york comedy festival it's the one and only brandy posey how are you doing hello thank you it's good to be here i am i actually find your theme song to be appropriate for being an open micers podcast uh because it's like it's you know, it's just like starting out an open mic comedy. It's bad, but there's an obliviousness to it and a denial that just pushes <laughs> yeah. you through. And I think that it's it's honest. It's honest. It's an honest theme song more than anything. It's, it's bad and it also gets worse, just like yes. most open micers at comedy. <laughs> totally. <laughs> we have two versions of that song. That's actually the the slow acoustic version of the song. Oh, which, which is my got it. preference. Because you know, I'm not like a a booty shaker type of guy yeah. more like you know mellow acoustic type person no nice. one thought you were no one thought you were until you just said it i'm too old for all that man i can't be doing no booty shaking I might break something but enough of all that enough of our horrible theme song provided credit to touch biloxi um we are here with the one and only brandy posey i'm very excited to have you here i think you're the fourth guest from this last altercation fest we've had on in the last like three or four weeks. Um, How was this year's altercation fest? What kind of trouble did you get into there? (laughs) Uh, It was a blast. It's funny because it was actually like the second weekend out of three festivals that I had three weekends in a row. So it was kind of like a low key 
I kind of was coming in, was there for two days, and then I just drove back to L.A. after that. And then I I, I was in Fest in Gainesville the weekend before, and then I was in New Orleans for Halloween. So I kind of played it low-key a little bit in uh, in Austin. <laughs> oh, that's cool. You were in uh, New Orleans for Halloween? Did you do any yep. uh, um, do any sets while you were over there? Didn't do any sets this time. One of my best friends just moved there. So I was like, let's be a person. Let's do a person's Halloween this year. I'm not going to like, what am I do? Comedy's going to compete with what a parade of ghouls. No, we're not that. We're not that big. I'd rather just enjoy myself sometimes. Yeah, but comedy <laughs> is a parade of ghouls. What are you talking you about? Stole it up. <laughs> there it is. Just setting you guys up. <laughs> but, so Halloween in New Orleans, is there any like ghost tours or anything going on? Or is it just a bunch of drunk oh. people? What's I happening? mean, oh, yeah, there's like ghost tours happening everywhere. We we went down to the French Quarter, me and like three of my friends. We dressed up like uh, like the the cereal monsters. Like I was Frankenberry and my boyfriend was Count Chocula. And then we had a yummy mummy and a boo berry. And it was very fun. Everyone kept like freaking out about it. So we went down to the French Quarter and we're like walking around and there's, you know, super haunted down there. So there was the ghost tours were like 40, 40 different gaggles of people were just kind of like waiting their turn to go to the most haunted spots around. So we just got beignets and kind of just would like listen for a minute of the ghost tour and then move on to something else and kind of just bop around. It was it was fun. If you could be a cereal mascot, uh, Jacob, which cereal mascot would you be? I would be Uh, Captain Crunch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like not even the monsters, just cereal mascots in general. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like I would still be Booberry because I have boobs. Airy. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. I could see you in a bow tie. I could see you in like a okay. little red bow tie and a little hat. Feels very Mississippi. So yeah, I, <laughs> I look cool. like I got bullied for wearing a bow tie in high school. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, definitely New look like that. New Orleans is cool. I definitely uh, recommend if if anybody's never been there. Uh, definitely, even if you're from there, still go do mm-hmm. the ghost tours because they're really yeah. cool. Yeah, it's super rad. And they they do have a really great comedy scene. It's like uh, Lara Sanders, Geneva Joy run a bunch of really great stuff out there. Um, it's just that city has just got so much history and just like art happening that it's just, uh, you know, just culturally, you should just go see it and soak it up a little bit for sure. Uh, no, it's fun. I was in Gainesville the weekend before. There's a festival out there called Fest that's like a punk festival that has a comedy stage. And I've done that. Yeah, it's a it's a blast because it's also like I love a music festival to comedy because it's like there's no pressure. You just have a fun set. And usually you're done by seven o'clock. So you get to go see the headliners and get to just hang out for the rest of the night. Um, and this year was this year was fun. It was like me, Chris Gethard. Uh, was Shane there this year or was Shane last year? I've gone like seven of the last nine years. So it's uh, it's like one of my favorite things to do. But you're, gotcha. ba- you're based out of L.A. though, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, based out of Los Angeles. I'm from Baltimore originally. I went to college in Philly, but then I moved out to LA uh, kind of after I graduated and stay out there. But I'm on the road like probably, you know, two, a third of the year at the very least. You don't really hear too half. much from uh, about LA's comedy scene that much anymore. How, what, what's the comedy scene like out there these days? It's in a weird place post uh, post lockdown. It uh, we we took a very long time to kind of reopen, and a lot of people moved away, and a lot of people moved here, and a lot of people moved here that started during COVID, doing you know Zoom mics and stuff, and they Ugh. just kind of just do their yeah. It's weird. They also kind of do their own thing, but they don't acknowledge that a scene existed before them, which is kind of funny uh, because you're like, hi, this is Los Angeles. Comedy has been here for 
decades before you, but they just kind of think that they run everything. So it's in a weird place, but whatever. I I do my thing and get booked and don't really worry about it because I'm gone a lot. All oh, the damn Gen Zers, all you sucky <laughs> Gen Zers, Jacob. All your all your people. No, we're not doing that. Let's talk about something else. Um, <laughs> do you do you notice any differences in like an open micer that started on a Zoom mic during the pandemic and like the obnoxious open micer of Christmas's past? Or are they kind of just like the same? I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I don't really do a ton of mics in LA so I don't really know I I, I couldn't tell you a, t- a ton but like um, I mean I ran a mic for three years when I first started so it's like I know what old school mic micers used to be like I'm sure they're all annoying in their own yeah. different ways and I think it's like um, from what I've seen because I've done a few like zoom shows that have been like basically mics that you know they call it a show instead though uh, and that is like um, it seems like kind of clicky but a little bit more supportive I have a feeling that a lot of the people that did Zoom mics, they also maybe like talked about their trauma maybe a little bit because they were on a Zoom and like very yeah. alone. So I think maybe there's more bonds in a different way than like a, a regular in-person mic would give you. Hmm. But that's just pure conjecture. But that's kind of the vibe, the vibe I've kind of gotten from it. Yeah. See, my my experience with it is like, I feel like the Zoom thing kind of inspired a lot of people to try comedy that would have never done it if they had to actually get on a stage in front of people like yeah i mean it's interesting though because it's like when twitter first started the same thing kind of happened like i always see that whenever a new uh medium of expression meets a bad economy is like when you get this huge (laughs) influx of new comedians uh so it's like 08 uh you know housing crisis and twitter was like the last like huge big big boom of that i think and i think this pandemic zoom mic you know pandemic shit too right i think the most tragic thing that i've seen from like spawn out of a zoom mic Mm -hmm. was and this was like this year i got Mm -hmm. invited to do a zoom show and i was like sweet i'll go do the zoom show because sometimes someone will book you for it and then they'll like pay you Mm -hmm. afterwards and not even tell you so like all right I'm, i'm losing nothing by doing this and it's hosted by some like D level headliners little brother who is 14 years old. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and he has the audacity to like give people notes on their sets after you just bombed a five people on a freaking Zoom show with all the cameras turned off. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's adorable. <laughs> yeah, that's... he's a little cutie. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> he had a joke about looking like Coco from Coco. Nice. He did look like Coco from Coco. <laughs> well, good, good for good for him for being accurate, at the very least. Yeah, no, it was a it was a good bit. It was it had legs. <laughs> I mean, at like four, you can be precocious at fourteen. You just don't want to be doing precocious at like thirty. That's when it's it's it starts. Yeah. I've seen the aging child comedian gets uh it, it it doesn't age well unless you pivot. So enjoy it while you got it, kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, that's where I'm at, isn't it? <laughs> I'm in my pivot stage. I'm not a boy any longer. <laughs> I I started when I was seventeen, but I started like oh nice writing jokes for comedy when I was fourteen. So I still like when I'm writing jokes, I'm like, wait a minute. I have a kid. I'm not, I can't write a bit like this anymore. <laughs> I'm not innocent. <laughs> I'm innocent no longer. Aw. <laughs> but uh, so I want to hear about your comedy origins. Did you start in Philly? Did you start in LA? About how long ago did you start and where in the world were you? 
Uh, yeah. So I started doing stand up about uh, it'll be seven, no, sixteen years in Je- in uh, April, end of April, April twenty sixth is my sixteenth anniversary. Uh, I started in L.A. Uh, after I graduated, I I kind of wasn't stand up wasn't really on my radar too much. I I had gone to school for um for like filmmaking because I wanted to make comedies. I wanted to like work in sketch and just you know like mm-hmm. uh, I always say that uh. The scene in Ace Ventura 2 where uh, Jim Carrey comes out of the rhino's ass is like a <laughs> religious moment in my life, kind of. Like, my stand-up's nothing like that, but I remember being in a theater and being like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. I want to dedicate my life to feeling like this as much as possible. <laughs> like, being in that moment, kind of. Um, so I, like, I, you know, went to school for writing. I would write sketches and scripts and stuff. And then when I graduated, I... Uh, I'd, I'd lived in L.A. for six months during college, and I used to take sketch classes at UCB in New York my senior year. So I kind of had knew a little bit about both cities. And I mean, I, gra- this, I graduated in 06. So it's like the time I kind of thought, oh, it's New York or L.A. I don't really like New York very much. Like, that's not really my vibe. Uh, so I moved out to L.A. because uh, I also just wanted to work in production just to kind of figure out what that was like. And um, I started just going to UCB shows all the time. And like at that time, when UCB L.A. opened, you could see... Um, like Patton Oswalt and Doug Benson and uh, Maria Bamford and Paul F. Tompkins for $5 on a Tuesday. So I just oh, nice. really fell in love with like the, the indie scene out here. Cause I, I'd always, I'd had a lot of bad experience and experiences in comedy clubs kind of growing up and getting like tickets on the street and stuff. So I kind of just didn't think of st- like stand up as a thing until I kind of started seeing those kind of people. Um, and then I kind of was like, Oh, I have, you know, Let's let's go meet some of the comics in the scene. Let's start going to open mics. And uh, I, I took a I took like a five week workshop at the Improv Olympic. And I know people like shit on the idea of workshops and stuff, but like I actually found it really um, I found it really informative because I thought my teacher was pretty hacky, and I kind of had to like uh, uh, justify all my choices to her because she did not understand where my you know like my more my different taste and like what I was doing because she kept trying to make me just do these take jokes in different directions so I kind of had to justify stuff out of the gate to her faster which made me think about what I was trying to do on stage I think faster than an open mic necessarily would um and then I like started going to mics in LA and one of my favorite ones uh the host about four months after I started was like I'm stepping away my job hours are changing does anybody want to host it and I said fuck it yeah so, you know, I started just running a mic every Wednesday and was doing mics, you know, three mics a week or three mics a night for like, you know, the first two, three years of starting stand up. And I'm like a little DIY ska punk kid at heart, basically. So I've always been like a going to run. I'm always going to run shows or try to create a space for something new that I want to work on. So I did that. I ran this mic for like three years. And after that, I I started getting to a couple of festivals and then I um I started running a show in LA that was called the four and 20 and it was four comics doing 20 minutes each at this like dive bar bowling alley. Cause I basically was like, I got to figure out how to do a feature set. If I'm going to go on the road, cause comedy sets in LA are usually 10 minutes. If you're lucky, especially when you're starting. Um, it's like, I just need to know what 20 minutes feels like. Uh, so that show was you know, like two homeless guys came every single week. Uh, that was about our only audience. And I was like, if you can make like Arturo and wheelchair Bob laugh, you fucking got this. So <laughs> Yeah, and then, funny. So yeah, what, they were great. And then I just started kind of going from there. So what was your very first uh, open mic? What was that like? Um, It was, well, it was, it ended up being at the one that I ended up taking over. It was this place called the Spot Cafe that was at this all yellow room. 
Um, and I had a weird story about going to a Renaissance festival. I've I've been a, a more story based comic more than anything, so I kind of got a couple laughs on the story and was like, most I don't remember much of it. It's just like kind of being on stage and being like, mm, this is feels weird. Okay, but I got enough laughs, and the host actually afterwards was like, hey, that was cool. Like you should come back. It was friendly, so it was like a nice like, okay, cool. Like I you know I felt kind of uh you know encouraged at least and. Also was like, thought it was uh, challenging in a way that I hadn't really been challenged before. And I kind of just wanted to keep coming back and being like, I know I'm funny. My friends think I'm funny. Let me figure out how I can be funny to strangers, which I kind of knew was a different thing. But I'm also funny because when I started, I I used to be uh, really good friends with like uh, a couple of like people that were like big in the ska scene that would come out to open mics with me if they were in town. So I kind of had this weird like semi- famous uh like rock star entourage that would just like come to open mics with me so i had a very weird beginning because people were like what the fuck is the lead singer of rubik fish at this open mic <laughs> it's like <laughs> i don't know because he likes comedy and he just like doesn't know where else to see it so he just wants to come hang out and watch this happen <laughs> that's cool yeah I'm just yeah glad. that part was fun I was just wondering whether or not it was a, as an absolute nightmare or if it was something like that <laughs> where it was kind of encouraging yeah it i was go kind either of encouraged way. Yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of encouraged out of the gate. I mean, obviously, like, you know, no one's actually funny when they start, but you're like, can be charming or funny enough. And I think that, like, I'd also, I'd gone to a few mics before I went, I did it, and I had seen how mentally ill so many people were that I was like, oh, well, I'm at least going to do better than at least 15% of this room, so whatever, it's fine. Yeah. That kind of took the pressure off a little bit, for sure. <laughs> So do you do you feel like a lot of comedians left L.A. and because uh, it seems like a lot of comedians just left L.A. and went to like Austin after yeah. during the pandemic? Yeah, a lot of people left. Um, I mean, stuff here stayed stayed closed for a pretty long time for the most part, um, which we had. I mean, we were, you know, we were the epicenter of like the the pandemic for a while and like our numbers, it took a long time for them to go down because of, you know, just the people, a lot of the industry that happens here in LA. So like, I was okay with it staying closed longer because our, we had a lot of people that were still dying. Um, but, you know, a lot of people didn't want to stop doing stand up and they, you know, moved to Austin and for better or for worse, you know, their scene is, is popping now. And, you know, I, there's, there's a lot going on there. So it's like, good luck. <laughs> Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's made a lot, it's made a lot of places a little bit more, uh, accessible in LA. So that's fun. Yeah. So I want to turn back a little bit to when you were hosting a mic in LA yeah. about how many open mic comics did you get to sign up? And was there just any, like how chaotic was it trying to wrangle that many like LA open mic <laughs> comics? I mean, so the way that I did it and um, I had like a, you had to be there for the list pool. Uh, and everyone put their name in a bucket and I played music and I would pull, I'd pull the list and you signed up where you wanted to on the list. And I had like, uh, 25 minute spots and then everyone had two, three minute spots in between it. So it kind of moved around a little bit. Um, and then once the list was full, that was it, you know, you can, you can maybe get up if somebody has to leave early or whatever. So I probably had 50 people total or whatever for the <sighs> night. Uh, yeah. And then, um, I would play music in between everybody and just kind of move it along. And like, if there was like a run of people kind of bombing, I would move a good person up just to get the energy in the room up a little bit, just to, cause I think it's like one of the things about hosting that people don't talk about is how like 
your job as a host is not to necessarily be funny, but to like be in charge of like the the energy in a room kind of like it's to, you want to kind of keep it up. So people are kind of having like a decent experience. And it, and I think that like, you know, you do that in a regular show. I like to apply it to to open mics as well, because then you're at least getting something out of that space. You know, like I've been, you know, coming up like in music stuff, it, it always felt very like we were a collective. So I kind of really applied that to stand up too. And I'd be like, Hey man, I'm sorry if anybody has a problem like that. I'm moving stuff around. I'm here for four hours tonight. So I don't care how long you're here for. Like I'm doing this for free. So if you're here all night too, that's cool. Whatever. Like and it kind of just didn't bother me uh, if anybody had a problem with it. <laughs> so right. yeah. But yeah, I mean it, you know, a long, a long crazy night. You'd have people that would just do weird drop-ins and stuff too. Like, I mean, we had like Dimitri Martin would drop in every once in a while and just wanted to run a few minutes of something. So I was, I was known as like the best mic in town for quite a while because people were like, oh, there's actually, you're actually going to get feedback there. It's not just everybody looking at their phones because I would just, I would just roast you if that happened. Um, and like, I have a, I have a, 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 a whatchamacallit, a, a haiku on the wall here that um, a lot of my, I call them my little babies that started when I when I was running the mic. One of them, when I handed off the mic to somebody after three years, he the very last one, he wrote me a haiku and it says, uh, this is really scary. Oh, wait, Brandy's here. Pity laughs for all. <laughs> and it was just like because <laughs> I would just be like, everybody give something. Get, let's just keep the room going here, man. Let's go. So <laughs> I always felt like I really, you know, had contributed something to the community. That's funny. I couldn't imagine 50 comics in a night because I, I got exhausted hosting the mic here yeah. when it was at most maybe 15 comics on a good night. Oh. <laughs> and then like you would have nights where only three people sign up and you'd be like, where's this person? And be like, oh, they quit comedy and moved away. It's like ah, another one out of my grasp. So. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, man. Yeah, it's just it's a muscle that you just kind of build up over time because it's like, well, what else are you going to do? That's that's just it. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by our mobile gaming partner, Globe Glider. If you like the fast-paced action of games like Flappy Bird mixed with the strategy of Balloons Tower Defense, then Globe Glider is for you. Making a donation to the game using our partnership will not only give you sweet in-game prizes, but also unlocks an exclusive open micers cape and helps a small indie gaming company thrive. Download Globe Glider now on the App Store or Google Play. We got to tell you guys about B-Res Coffee Company. That's right. B-Res Coffee is a small business established here on the Gulf Coast that was created for gamers by gamers. Whatever kind of coffee you like, they got you covered. Like the out-of-this-world chocolate and caramel flavored roast. Or the Two Hardies One Ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate flavored roast. You can even get your very own Open Micers Roast of Coffee. So if you like us, you'll like this dark roast too. So head over to BeResCoffeeCo.com and use our code OMPODCAST for 10% off of your order. So are there, tell me about a time, like, all right, I want to know about your worst open mic experience ever. Like whether it's you've bombed so hard, the room was so horrible, something crazy happened. What's like the worst open mic experience you've ever had? Uh. <laughs> uh well the story that that comes to mind is uh i don't know how funny it is but uh there there was a guy in the in the la scene that was kind of a real menace he'd been in a jail a little bit and was pretty scary and um he uh followed me in a mic one time where i had like a 
fine enough set. Oh, no, no, no. It was beforehand. He turned, he because I had a set after him. That's what it was. But he made his entire set uh, about how he <laughs> wanted to rape me. Uh, that was a really fun <laughs> five minutes of just this man just with a microphone on stage. And uh, I followed him and I made some joke, like just telling him to go fuck himself, basically. And I was I called him like a little bitch. Or, yeah, I just like really kind of was mean to him. And then he started yelling at me from the crowd and it was into this whole thing. And I was like, oh, I actually need to be walked to my car tonight. Great. I'm glad I voluntarily chose this this evening. But he like threatened to like choke me with like my studded belt and all this stuff. And it was like, all right, cool. Well, we're just going to he's he's made like four or five different uh, profiles that I've had to block him on. But I haven't seen him in years, thankfully. Uh, <laughs> was mean, one are... of these aliases Jason Waterfalls? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> ah, dang, we, uh, we have a guy here that something. <laughs> we have a guy here that loosely matches that description. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> he's always yeah. like, "I came from L.A.," and then like his only joke is something about a titty cheeseburger, but <laughs> like no one, but he just no. keeps saying titty cheeseburger over and over again. He, like, no, it's not a joke. I... You know, it's it's like comedy is funny because it's like anybody could do it. But unfortunately, that also means anybody can do it. And um, I don't know. Sometimes I think that like those people getting to get on stage is the reason they aren't necessarily committing violence. They got to like let the teapot just hiss a little bit at people. And it's like, all right, man. So thankfully, you know, whatever that I I don't have. I'm past most of the people. (laughs) It's like basically just pushes you to get better pretty quick to be like, all right, let me start getting booked on shit so I don't need to be around this anymore. Can you call yourself a real comedian unless you have to be followed to your car? You know, you piss someone off bad enough (laughs) that they want to murder you in a parking lot. I think we've all had that experience at one time. I know Jacob has. (laughs) Yeah, they they usually try to murder me while I'm on the stage. (laughs) They don't wait until I get off. (laughs) I've been assaulted multiple times. (laughs) Oh, geez. Yeah. All right, so Jason, are there any other questions that we need to get to before we ask our penultimate uh, interview ender of a question? I, I'm kind of ready to hear our penultimate question here because uh, it's not it's it's not often we get to ask a lady this question, so it's going to be interesting. Okay. All right, um, I hope that uh, we get a good answer for this one. This is sort of the question we've sort of like based this whole podcast around um we've asked steve Byrne this question sam mm-hmm. talent some some of the greatest comedic minds of our generation have pondered the implications of of okay. what this question is um brandy when was the last time you shit your pants as an adult man i <laughs> guys aren't gonna like it i i've never shit my pants as an adult there's two camps there's two camps (laughs) i i haven't like i so i don't i don't drink i think which is a big part of it because usually people if they're hungover they like you know eat too much fast food or whatever like that's usually when it's happening right it's usually a drunk story or a a hungover story actually not really usually look you don't understand (laughs) that that guys just sometimes Mm. poop in their pants no they don't not oh, I mean, all. I I know most of my guy friends and several of my girlfriends that have for sure. Like I know that that has happened, but I don't think I have since I was even a kid. Yeah, I it's unfortunately at least thirty years. 
<laughs> are you the bit are you i'm assuming that uh that jacob you're the pooper right oh i'm <laughs> for sure the pooper yeah was that's a... that's the vibe i was getting from the two of you oh, okay, thank great. you yeah yeah <laughs> there was one time where three weeks in a row i pooped my pants on a tuesday what were you eating on it's... monday what were you eating on monday nothing like consistent for all three of those days to happen it was just Damn. cursed tuesdays three weeks in a row Man, I'm thinking uh, uh, it was probably either gas station hot dogs or you might have yeah. had the the Chinese buffet earlier. One in of the them day. was the Chinese buffet. Uh, this was before my gas station hot dog phase. Um, the other two are just, you know, unaccounted for blunders, just misadventures Man. in my pants. At like my what, memoir. How close were you to a toilet when it happened? Not at all. Damn. And you couldn't like pull over. You just were like, "Oh shit, we're in my pants now." Do you keep right. do you keep like TP in your car now? I'm a former no. Lyft driver. Like I I've I've pissed all <laughs> over L A. Not pissed my pants, but no. I like I, I I have zero problem just pissing. Somewhere. Not one of these driving. happened in a car. Yeah. <laughs> no, the other time you were standing at the bar in yes. the club waiting to yes. do your your uh, hosting of the open mic night, and all of a yes. sudden you're just like. I'll be back. I got to sh- I just shit my pants and ran to the you bathroom. Shit- yes. Damn. You shit your pants before hosting a mic. Not and even after. I, I got up there and I riffed 10 minutes about how I shit my pants and I made everyone go look at it, my underwear in the bathroom. <laughs> it's on them me. for looking. This is what yeah. I have. This is what I have to work with here. You see what I'm working with here? Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing Jason. I mean, I <laughs> damn. When, what, when's the last time you shit your pants, Jacob? Mm-hmm. Oh, Jacob. Oh, uh, your kid. Yeah. Well, um, me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason, when's the last time you shit your pants? Uh, I mean, the, the last time I shit my pants, I ha- I don't know if I've had an incident since the third Tuesday. Okay. Well, so, I mean, maybe your butthole at that point was just like, look, man, we got we yeah. can't be known for this. And, I guess that time I was in bed, so I shit the bed quite literally. Damn. And yeah. you're like. It, you have a kid. I, I must. It seems like she too. was in the bed with me. You shit your kid. You didn't shit your bed. You shit your kid. I cleaned it up with her. Oh man, that's... rubbed her nose in it like a bad oh. dog. Damn. Oh, I can't wait for the horrible road act you guys do together. Oh, that's me, gonna be me. It's you been... mean our regular acts? Yeah. <laughs> it's been We're well acts. over a, a quarter of a century for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and see, this is the two camps. It's Camp Jason, the people who never poop their pants, and Camp mm-hmm. Jacob, who sometimes it happens. I was, you probably weren't even born yet the last time I pooped my pants. Probably. Probably not. Because it's been at least 24, 25 years. And the last time I did was because I had dysentery. <laughs> That's and, a respectable reason. Not but, too many French fries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, dysentery counts. That counts. Like you've done it. I mean, I've had food poisoning and done it. Hmm. Yeah. It, it wasn't one of those three times was food poisoning. I think you do it just because it makes a good story and you think it's funny. Like oh, I'm just gonna no, shit my pants. No, I'm not one of those comedians that's like I'm not gonna see a therapist because then I won't have material. I'm not yeah, like you that, dude. Should see a therapist. Okay. <laughs> I should see a butt therapist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh uh, my god. Yeah. No. Uh, unfortunately, I I wish I wish I had something for you here, but I got a real I got a real strong uh, constitution over here. I don't. I know I've puked 
maybe seven times in my entire life. I've Whoa. never shit, never shit my pants since I was a kid. Like I really, I don't know. Once it's in, it's in. It's like, you know, my food is like my emotions. I just bury that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob just lets it all out. Let's all of everything out. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like words. I can't keep them in. Yeah. <laughs> they just keep coming out. I say everything. Well, the important thing is that you're young and you only have more control of your body as you age. So mm -hmm. that's going to really work out well for you. Look, it makes me very happy that very soon Jason will be where I am. Or sometimes he just might poop himself. Hey, there was there was uh, I thought maybe it was my time when I got covid a couple of yeah. months ago. Um, I managed to just avoid covid for four freaking years and then finally oh, got it a few months ago. And uh, uh, that, there was some close it. calls during during my sickness that were I was like, yeah, that that was that was too close. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's probably the closest I've ever gotten is like during a sickness. But I usually try to post up near enough to a bathroom that it won't be a problem. I got covid in Montana like a few months ago. That's I, I, I man, I like was there and I was like, bitch, you're getting covid again. This is bad. <laughs> Every the two of the two of the three times I've had COVID, I've gotten from comedy festivals. So. See now, now that's that something you two are uh, uh, in a competition for. I think Jacob's had COVID like eight times now. <laughs> yeah, oh, seven man. times I've had COVID. Yeah, Jesus. Well, it was that how how does that run in the timeline of shitting your pants and COVID? Are those related mm. in timeline at all? Or no, not at all. Okay. All right. I wish just, they were, but they're not. I can't lie. Just checking. Just checking. <laughs> I I'm was hope... not slightly sick any of those three times. <laughs> Man, I'm hoping I stop after the hat trick. I do not. I take a lot. I do not want to get it again. I, I, not, not a fan. Uh, <laughs> Jacob so, works we'll with see. children, so he's got. He's a. He's the uh, high risk factor here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've had strep throat probably 25 times in the last two years. Ooh. Do you have your tonsils? No. Okay. Just curious. No, I, I'm trying to see what body parts you're missing. See what's going on over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish I could say I have like nine toes or something interesting, but no, it just tonsils and adenoids are gone. Okay. All right. You still have your gallbladder? Yeah, unfortunately. It's probably right. next. Oh, well, it's coming. Don't I oh, I sense I sense your I sense a gallbladder surgery in your future no i'm sensing a foot's gonna go soon because he's got diabetes <laughs> Dude, <laughs> just... here's my plan can i tell you guys my plan yeah, yeah, I would, what you got? if i was on full disability uh -huh. like if i lost a foot and i could just scooter around everywhere with my good foot i would make more money than i'm making now and then i would be able to just pursue comedy full-time with my good foot <laughs> My Good Foot is your first album title, by the way. I was just going to say yeah, the my same good thing. <laughs> I'm yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, could have a, you could have a two sider just have my good foot and my bad foot and have all your bad, your bad jokes. And, it's like, a, like Two Face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing about the N word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's on the bad foot side. And your walkout, <laughs> your walkout music could be uh, on the good foot by uh, yeah. uh, James Brown. <laughs> yeah, there Maybe you go. These boots are made for walking. <laughs> that's not james brown i'm sorry to tell you <laughs> i'm also not james brown i'm jacob white <laughs> uh, all right let's head for the door jason what do yeah. you got for us buddy <laughs> um i don't have anything booked right now no no shows with the band no no comedy stuff but coming up in the next year we're gonna have stuff booked i'm just i'm laying low for christmas i'm ready to to just kick back and, and enjoy a vacation and do nothing i'm gonna sit on my ass and play video games for a week and a half. That's what I'm yeah. good, buddy. I don't, I don't have anything that I can publicly announce yet, but 
I bet our fantastic guest, Brandy Posey, who I'm very thankful for joining us with tonight. Yeah. That's not how sentences work. I bet she has a lot of dates that she wants to run back. Out. Brandy, where are you going to be? What do you got going on? Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, yeah, you can um, you can find me on uh, X, Twitter. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram at Brandazzle. I'm on TikTok at Brandazzle is here. Uh, my podcast, Lady to Lady, comes out every Wednesday for the last 11 years. It's uh, me and uh, Barbara Gray and Tess Barker. We interview a fourth guest every week who's usually uh, usually another female comic. It's just like four women riffing that you don't get to hear very often. It's fun. And then um, my show, Picture This, is a uh, comedians paired up with animators. And they animate your jokes live during your set. That That's happens so cool. in New York and L.A. every six weeks. It's, it's real fun. Hmm. And we get like people like... Um, like a uh, 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 Craig, uh, what the fuck is his name? Um, Jesus, keep Jacob Craig. Craig. I would love <laughs> no, <to. laughs> no. Uh, uh, the the creator of like Hey Arnold does our show a lot, so we have nice. get like we get like cool like uh, artists and shit that come out for that. Awesome. Um, I have a new special coming out next year at some point. Um, we're just finishing that up now, and I also have a comedy record label that's going to start doing releases next year. It's called Burn This Records, and we've got a real. Real hot roster of people coming out in 2024. Oh, yeah. So, well, if yeah. you would love to produce my bad foot, I'm I'm ready to go for you. <laughs> I'm one get... foot away from it happening. Okay. All right. Well, you talk to me once you've lost your foot uh, until <laughs> until then. And I mean, at some point, that'll happen soon. So, yeah, you, know, you will be know my when. second call when that happens. Perfect. Great. Awesome. <laughs> Brandy, it was awesome having you on the show. We got to have you have you back again soon. Because uh, there is a, a, a want for female voices on this show because I am so tired of talking to white dudes. <laughs> yeah, nothing but white dudes do comedy. What's that about? Yeah. yeah, I don't know what to tell you about that. And the last uh, black guy we had on the show did a drug deal in the, in the uh, where was he at? Um, His car? I don't know. No, he was getting food from... Uh, no, you're mixing up two black people, Jason. This is why I don't talk to you. You're freaking racist, dude. So this is where I leave the call. <laughs> it wasn't the theme song. It was us being racist. You know, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we had one friend of ours buy drugs live on air, and then we had one friend oh, of okay. ours who also happened to be black go to Sonic and just order food live. On oh, okay. Oh, hold on. I just want to pl- uh, Do you guys know the band Flying Raccoon Suit? They're from your neck of the woods. Yeah, I know those guys. Yeah, they're like they're homies. They're the fucking best. So go see Flying Raccoon Suit. I'm not coming to Mississippi anytime soon. But go <laughs> awesome. see them. Yeah, see I'll, them. Instead. I'll let them know you shouted them out on the show. Love them. They're great. <laughs> yeah, the last female oh, yeah. we had on the show, Jacob drove her away because because he ate too much chocolate and peanut butter uh, on the show, and that's oh. True. Well, no, there's there's a lot of us out there. Uh, you know, go take a look at the Lady Delays back catalog. We're all, almost at episode 600 at this point. We don't wow. repeat a lot of guests. That's so. awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Our only repeat guest is we have a French Stewart comes on every 100 episodes, and we usually do some sort of weird stunt with him. We're like weirdly became friends with French Stewart like 10 years ago. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Well, yeah. it was gr- great having you on the show. And uh, Jacob, is there anything else before we get out of here tonight? Just that everyone needs to sign up for our Patreon if they want to see our December vlog, which is very fantastic. Jason's editing it right now. And uh, if you want to see our Thanksgiving special where I eat rotisserie chicken covered in hot sauce, raw eggs, a half pound of Reese's chocolate, uh, cream of celery soup, and all kinds of other (laughs) nasty things for your enjoyment. And if you want to see me get tased from like way back when, just sign up for our Patreon for a dollar a month and you get to see me get tased. How fun is that? 
I can't believe you shit your pants. Yeah. I, was, I know. And he <laughs> yeah. wonders what happens, why this happens. It's because of that. It's because <laughs> of our Patreon. So all you patrons, yeah. I hope you enjoy all the stuff that we, that, that Jacob puts his body through uh, to appease <laughs> you uh, Patreon overlords every single month. But if you want to be a part of our Patreon, go to patreon.com slash ompodcast. You can email us at openmikerspodcast at gmail.com and uh, go check out our blog and vlog and all that kind of stuff over at openmikers.com and I think that's going to do it for this week. We love you guys and we will see you right here next week. My dad foot, all dad jokes. Let's do it. Hey, there you go. See, you got a whole, you got a whole brand thing. I've got three sides, all feet (laughs) jokes. (laughs) This podcast is a Zoo House LLC production.